Hello, welcome to another episode of Super Salt Shakers in the podcast there. Um, tonight we have a special guest here, uh, Cor Nova, who is uh, one of New Zealand's e-black. So he'll be joining us very, very shortly. Welcome to the Super Salt Shaker Podcast. Thank you everyone for joining us tonight in the Salt Shaker podcast. I am your host Chrono, aka Steven, uh, or the other way around really. Uh, so tonight we have Cornova, aka Thomas Choi. Uh, he'll be joining us right now. Welcome to the show. Hey guys, whoever is listening or is going to listen later. Nah, I'm pretty sure everyone's tuning in right now. We've already got one, which is probably us. <laughs> nah, so, um, nah, um, it's good to finally have you here uh, doing your own podcast. I mean, last time you did have Saint around. Yeah, I was just here as a translator. Just a translator. Yeah. Just a translator. Now, nah, but uh, it's good to have your own now. Um, yeah, so tell us about, you know, you joining you know, the E-Blacks. You know, I know that it's not as fabulous as joining the All Blacks, but, you know, how does it feel? I mean, it might, it's probably, you know, quite a honor to sort of support your country. That's a very ironic question in a way, because support your country, which... Uh, it is your country now. Well, I mean, yeah, you're obviously. living here. You're yeah, not... And that why I say, of course, yeah, yeah, I feel happy that um, I've made it in. That, and I feel proud that I managed to really prove myself that I'm an e-black for Tekken. Um, a lot of people considered me to win the, take the whole thing overall in New Zealand, so... Uh, it would have been kind of a shame for me if I couldn't really live up to what they're expecting, right? Well, you don't really have to. I mean, you just need to play the game. Well, in in a sense that if I lose, people would just take it as it's the general tournament nerves. But I just wanted to overcome that over the um, last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, that's that's really awesome that you're actually um, you know that that you're supporting uh, New Zealand for for that. Well, when are you going? Um, I'm pretty sure it's in November, so not all the full schedules come out yet, but it should be early November to mid November or mid November to like in between that around mid November. I'm pretty sure a lot of people will be actually uh, supporting you over Twitch. I hope That'd so. <laughs> I hope so. No, no, we will. We will. I mean. We're going to favor you over any other people, you know, I mean, yeah, you're, of course. you're New Zealand. Yeah, yeah. You know, you're um, dressed up in black right now, you know, but you, you, <laughs> what you need to do though, what you need to do though, Thomas, is you need to practice on your haka. I am not going to do the haka, honestly. Why not? What? Why Why have you been saying this since like Saturday? Like, oh, I got to be doing the haka. <laughs> you know, did you actually hear me when, um, when uh, we were on Monday, like, you know, in the, in the theater? I was actually yelling out. I was like, do the haka! No, I did not hear that. Um, actually, speaking of which, if you guys actually were screaming out, you practically cannot hear anything at the backstage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, or you, you can't even it's hear... just fully silent, is it? it? The only thing you could probably hear is the MC. Yeah. And the interview guy. 
But you, other than that, you can't hear anyone else. Ah, okay. Well, that's actually a bit... Yeah, that, that's definitely weird, but... No, I, I mean, I can understand that. It's probably a little bit... Um, it'll be a, a little overbearing. Yeah, to think that because you're, like, right behind them, you can hear mm. everything. But, in fact, you can't really hear anything. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about... Uh, because you were mentioning before, uh, and when, uh, when we were getting ready, or when you guys were getting ready for LPL um, on Monday, um, you guys get to, what, choose your own theme song? Oh, yeah. Um, so, after the LPL tournaments finished and the TWT tournaments were finished, the guys who made it into that top eight were asked to choose a theme song for the entrance. So these theme songs will be like that. They were actually telling us that we will have to enter the stage. They'll, um, they'll be do, rolling the camera and such. And um, when we walk in, we would need that theme song. So um, that is so cool, man. Yeah, I think that is so people cool. chose the ones they liked. Yeah, um, I'm pretty. Oh, what? So is that why Kill actually chose that like that song? Yeah, Pop yeah. It like it's hot. But really? It, the... He actually chose that. Yeah, he chose oh, that. Oh my but goodness. He... He actually hear that, guys. He chose it. He changed it in the last moment. But on then the day, on the day, like right they... before the like, so, right. so he wasn't gonna be playing that. Yeah, he was initially gonna be playing. I'm pretty sure it was gonna be the gal scene from Street Fighter Two. Oh my goodness. Okay. No, that that's that's actually pretty cool. But then, really, pop it like a top. <laughs> and then he changed it on the last moment. I think maybe that's maybe if you ever get him on your podcast, um, you can ask him why he suddenly changed to that. I would assume because it's like kind of trolling, it's sandbagging gangster. to do Street Fighter in a Tekken tournament. That's pretty bad. Nah, but nah, I, I think that that's a fair call. I mean, Gal theme goes well with anything. You yeah, know? yeah. But come on, seriously, on media, Tekken tournament, and a Street Fighter song comes out. To be honest, though, I think that for me is. Um, I'd actually choose, um, for all those wrestling fans out there, I'd probably choose John Cena's theme. Yeah, they um they were talking about that as well. Like you, they, they said any song and any song. Yeah, and um when I heard this initially, the first thing that came into my mind is that um you know how a couple of years back there was Tekken Crash, and on the highlight scene um the music was really good. So I was I had to look that up and I chose that one. And uh, what had actually happened was, believe it or not, everyone was almost. I wasn't that nervous, but everyone else was practically shaking the whole time on Monday evening when it started airing. Who shook the hardest? Um, Who was actually most scared? I would say it was BG, actually. You reckon? Yeah. Man, like he, that he, guy. He was almost throwing up. No, he... Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I guess that sometimes you'd be so nervous that you would be. Yeah. Yeah, um, I, I mean, I've had that feeling before, and that is yeah. not good. That was the time when I got married. I, I was I was I so... I think anyone in that position... That was stage fright, man. Yeah. Super stage but fright. That's really weird, because he's been in international tournaments... And maybe because it was a TV show this time, but he just couldn't get over it. And he was like, keep saying, I want to go home. I want to get over and done with. And he was so nervous. Um, he was, I think he was the most nervous guy. Um, Saint was actually shaking a lot as well. The funny thing is he's been on bigger stages. I'm not sure why. He's he on so... bigger stages, but the thing is that you see it's it's TV. Yeah, I TV think so. TV is different. Because he's never been on a sports channel. He's been on a cable TV channel, which does games only, mm-hmm. but not on a national sports was channel? he ever in tick and crash yeah he was he wasn't was. i could think about two Tekken crashes oh okay yeah okay he, he's never met, managed to go get up to the finals but he was there um so when he saw he heard 
my entrance music, he yeah. started laughing and he was asking Peter, uh, who was there for the translation, random translator, by the way. <laughs> they just decided to pick him on the day. Um, and he started laughing. He's like, this is Tekken Crash, right? And then he stopped shaking up to that. So. Oh, that's good then. Well, I guess that... Nah, but it's your fault that, that you lost him. Because, <laughs> you know, he, you got him... You got him... You got his confidence up. No, I think he got his confidence up when he was playing Zazov, Jamie. A.K.A. Jamie. He was on the show before. I think he was your first. Uh, yeah, Zazov... Nah, he was my second. Uh, sorry, Ajit uh, was... Um, Blackout was your first one, right? Yeah, yeah. That was good. That was yeah, good. Um, so I think Saint recovered when he was mm-hmm. during... The, uh, while he was playing Jamie. Yeah. But I think he got a, a lot of it off after hearing it. Hmm. Okay. Well, no. That, that everyone seemed to be playing quite badly that night. Yeah. I mean, well, Beachy wasn't wasn't his top. Wasn't at his top at all. Nah. He was probably like I'd say he was probably fifty percent. Ah, he was more than fifty percent. He got over it. Like he was playing much better. Yeah. Um. The backstory is I'm not I'm not sure if you guys heard about this. Um. So. Th- when he lost the first match, and when he was losing the second match against Kill, which was his first opponent for the evening, um, he was actually he actually told me that he thought he's gonna lose. He's like, I'm done for tonight already, because he couldn't get over the nerves. Yeah, the TV show nerves. And if you guys are watching the LPL stream right now, or if you're planning to later, um, they're doing a rerun of the Monday evening. And you can just go have a watch later how he suddenly changes in pace against Kill from the second game, from the second round. And what had actually happened was that when he was losing, he thought, oh, I'm, gonna, I'm done. And then as soon as he was thinking this, he saw Sevio right in front of him. Sevio was sitting um, at the front seat on the right hand side. Oh, okay. From right, when we, right. what we were watching. Yeah. And apparently, um, when Sevio saw BG losing, he was like giving this grin, like a smile, smirking. Oh no! Yeah, you know that that, yeah, that face. Yeah, the the, the Seville face. Yeah, and yeah. then BG's like, I'm not, I'm not gonna go for this. I'm not yeah, gonna lose. I'm, I'm not gonna take this. Shit. Yeah, I'm not yeah, gonna okay. take this. And then he just came back, and but the, even so, he managed to beat Kill. He still couldn't get the nerve. So, like, he was playing around. I would say maybe to his 80 percent when he was playing me. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think that was his full potential there. He he wasn't he he definitely wasn't um, at his best. Or I can tell like a lot of people weren't at their best. Like for example yourself when you were facing Saint. Like I think what when you when you pick Kazumi. Yeah. It's like we were all I I was pretty much especially me I was like what the hell are you doing? Like you didn't do any running twos. You didn't do any. Uh, you you were doing a lot of down forward ones, but hardly any. Hardly any, um, you know, running twos. Because running two... Yeah, well, think about, think about it now. Like, going back to it now. Running two wouldn't have been a bad choice against Jack. Like, thinking of it now. I didn't do it much. Because I thought it would, it's too risky to do it. But, yeah, you're right. Um, running two would have been a bit... It wouldn't have been a bad option to run in. The reason I didn't use running too much was... Because it's, it's not a very good move. Believe right. it or not. It's actually not a very good move. Why do you uh, say that? Because the situation afterwards, you're minus. It's actually not a plus move. It's minus. It's, I believe it's around minus six. It gives a pushback. So it's kind of neutral, but you don't really get anything out of it. Whereas if you get rid of doing it, um, they can actually stop you in between. And they can launch you as well. 
So especially Saint, who's already used to playing one of the world's best out there when mm. he was joining other TWT tournaments. I was assuming that... This is just what... It was just my pure assumption, because I was assuming that this... If I did running too, it, should, it wouldn't work very well. And when I tried a couple of times, it actually didn't, so... Um, the reason I picked Kazumi is like, a lot of people ask me. I'm not sure why everyone's asking me. If, it's, when I, if I pick Kazumi, it's because... Um, it's, it's not really about um, you picking Kazumi. It was like, it was really... The main question was, it's not why did you pick Kazumi, it's why did you pick Lars? Ah, Lars was a counterpick. To Jack? Yeah, it was a counterpick. So that's why I managed to take a round off him, although I couldn't take any rounds off with Kazumi. Um, if I didn't mess up so much when I was playing him, um, I maybe I could have won another round or maybe that game, but it, it was actually it was actually a counter pick, close right. to a counter pick. Okay. No, well, I mean, I guess that tournament, you, you know, you have to allow some kind of sort of, I'd say, grace really, like because you know you have to actually you have to consider that you're nervous as hell. And you're gonna bound to drop combos, really, in some you know in some cases. Um, funny thing is, I was doing really bad inputs that day, so um, I did up board new like slight neutral three with Shaheen. Mm -hmm. I dropped like two combos as last. I'd never dropped with combos as last. That's like so unusual for me. Um, yeah, I, I would say it was cause of the you you can say it's maybe cause of the nerves of the tournament, but. I really didn't think it was an nerves. It was just me. Um, I really had this huge issue that they... Well, after Saturday, personally, I just had this thing over my mind that um, I can't beat Sainted currently. Like, whatever I'm, I'm going to do... Casuals is a different story, but if, if in a tournament situation, I'm not going to be able to beat Saint. This, one of the reasons was this, the podcast I came to him was on... When I was um, translating for him on Saturday. Yes. After Saturday, uh, I was already burnt out and listening to him and talking with him throughout the whole weekend. Just just gave me like, think, oh, okay. He, like a lot, I heard a lot of personal things, like mm -hmm. um, how he got good and what he did to get good and everything. It's too much to talk about. But anyway, just listening to him, I felt a lot of things. And uh, from that, what my conclusion was, is that I am not going to be able to beat Saint at the moment. You actually think that? Yeah, I was thinking that. And the whole time, like, whatever I'm thinking, I'm just like, oh, I, I don't think I can beat him at this point. Mm -hmm. um, I, and it's not the skill gap. It's just that the um, different mindset between an amateur player and a pro player. He's sponsored. He's a pro player. He is a complete... Well, he is, he is getting paid for it. Yeah. We're so, not getting paid for it. Yeah, exactly. So um, as a pro player, in a, like, for me, I, I, I'm... You guys won't really take it, but I'm more of a quite a casual player. I, I think I'm a quite casual compared to a lot of think, other people. I play. think a lot of us think we're quite casual. Yeah, and and all that compared to um, compared to people of the likes of Saint and JCR yeah. and things like Pe that. Not just people who play professionally, but you know, um, if you ever met BG online playing online, you see him like the whole day. He just leaves it on the whole day and does something else. But I don't do that. I just play like maybe an hour to a max, or maybe three hours sometimes. But but I don't even do this every day, right? Whereas um, and so I just play to the level where I'm satisfied with what I'm playing. And Saints' case, he um, he has 
a mindset of a professional sports player, I think, to the extent. If I you, think they all do, really. Yeah, if you talk to him about like things like this, about his mind mindset when he plays and everything, you actually get a like it's amazing. Actually, I think that's the perfect word to put it. It's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> and after hearing that, it's like so much. Well, I we're gonna I'm gonna be honest with you. I mean, you do you do some pretty amazing stuff, like you know on Tekken and things like that. I mean. Uh, you were you're pretty much the only one that's quite consistent. I mean, I could say the same about Jamie, but the thing is that Jamie has sort of he he hasn't been playing as much as a lot of people have. Yeah, he. You see, um, I play, but I don't play much. But I play to the extent where I can keep to to a certain level. I don't drop mm. huge. Jamie's case, he dropped Tekken completely over Tekken Tag 2. He hardly played. Maybe in tournaments he did, but other than that, he didn't. Um, whereas I was keep playing. Mm. Um, I played when I went visited Korea during Tekken Tag 2 era a couple of times. Whereas Jamie just dropped it completely almost. So And he was playing Street Fighter rather than Tekken. Mm-hmm. He started playing Street Fighter. Okay. So um, the problem is at high level, if you can't, well, if you don't play, your gaming instincts or your um, reactions to whip punishing or just the game in general, the gameplay in general, you can't keep up because they get experienced more and more and more playing other top levels or playing with other top levels. Um, so anyway, so the, right. the, the conclusion of that is anyway, that, um, I already, already had this mental block that I can't block, beat Saint. See, this was, and that's one of the reasons that I think I did so bad considering that, uh, compared to other guys, cause my mindset against the other guys on mm-hmm. Monday was completely the opposite that I know I'm not going to lose. I, I won't lose. Mm-hmm. The whole thing was, whatever they did, I'm not going to lose. So I was really confident with every other player that they accept Except for Saint. Because I still couldn't get over it. Um, I think this will be better by the time I go to IESF. Um, I actually found out who's going to be the Korean representative. Oh, who would that be? Jumping. Oh, okay. The Lucky Chloe couple player. Yeah, yeah. He was recently in Manila Club, Cup. Um, he's really good. He's really close friends with... Um, Saint as well? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, on, was it Saturday eve Saturday or s- when was it? Uh, on Sunday, I think. Sunday evening, yeah. Mm. When Manila Cup was on, Saint was actually watching Twitch and seeing what he was doing and think- he was like commenting on what he- how he was playing and everything. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He, he said he had to watch it because they, they have a their own chat room. It's like they had to watch it because they made him. No, no, no. They they, <laughs> they watched him and then comment like comment on how they played and what they should have done. Why did they do that? They, so it's like they helped them improve each other, which is sweet. Mm. Well, yeah. No, that, that's interesting to know and everything. But yeah, let's let's go on to the next topic here. Yeah. Um, tell us about how you started Tekken and how you broke into the community. How I started Tekken. Um, I first. Time you I exactly, you know, you weren't, you were kind of public enemy number one. 
and, and Tekken Tag Five. I mean, sorry, and Tekken Tag One and yeah, Tekken yeah, Tag Five. Tekken Tag One and Tekken Five. There we go. Um. Yeah. So what? When I first started playing, was I think the first, like, was in was in the community. Like, was the community was, um, when there was Tekken Tag and Efast, and there was no Tekken Five in um in Efast. I think they already had Tekken Five in Time Zone at the time. I didn't know where Time Zone is, and I never went to Time Zone. I found out about Time Zone much later. But I used to always hang around Efast between uni breaks or, and like that, and. There was a Tekken One machine, like a tick, sorry, Tekken Tag One machine in, uh, in the uni. Yeah, there is. There was. I'm not sure if it's still there, but um, there was. Is there well. still a? Is there still an arcade? I, I don't think so. Maybe they got they got because there was part of Efans, I think they um, from far as I remember. So anyway, um, I started playing Tekken Tag when I was at uni. Yeah. Because I always liked Tekken. Mm-hmm. Um, my first ever Tekken game was on PlayStation One. Like. Um, you guys might know or may, might not know, but um, there's an alleyway in Takapuna, and it's a fish and chips shop now. But at the time, that um, I'm, that one or the other one, around there anyway, there's a um, small alleyway. There's a couple of shops, and one of them, some guy was some guy had brought the PlayStation over from Japan and was selling it. Like I think the console price was like seven hundred ninety nine at the time. That's expensive, man. Seven ninety nine, yeah. And he was, and the game he had on there was Tekken One. So that's where I first played Tekken ever. Well, is this a PS One? Is it? Yeah, on PS One. Okay. And then I just played, played, played until, and I saw Tekken Tag One and like, wow, this game's really cool. So I never really played it properly. And then when I got into uni and when I started playing, that's when I really like started trying to well, not really trying to learn but like really enjoy the game how did you like sort of get to the sort of level like you know or how did you start learning the game though what actually made you want to learn the game because i know that a lot of people would actually play the game but then they don't really play it properly what they'll do is they'll they'll do all these hail marys like they'll just do big launches yeah big lows um and and mainly 10 hit strings yeah so and you're doing 10 hit strings, you're like, oh my god, I'm really good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I just wanted to... I think the time that I really wanted to get better was around Tekken 6. Uh, oh, yeah. Not BR, but when it was 6.0. Um, at the time, me and Jamie was used you to play You guys a were lot. having a lot of like mean scraps we, on, we, on Tekken 6. We, we used to play a lot... like early in the morning in the afternoon everything and we, we we used to play heaps i hardly saw you in tekken 5 though um i played i played at different times than everyone else played i um and i didn't play at time zone i think a lot of players were there as well oh yeah yeah i've never played tekken 5 much at time zone i i think the first time i actually went down there was there there was this, i don't remember his name but there was this korean guy who used to play bake maybe you remember him uh tommy i think that's his name uh, um and i went he down had a there. hat right always has like a green hat i don't remember but um i don't even remember their faces now all um, i remember was tommy who was playing bake and my flatmate now aaron mm. he used to always get pissed he's like you know he's just always pissed off at like you know that big player yeah. always like there was jason as well yeah jason the kazuya player yeah the kazook player who just doesn't know how to like electric properly yeah he, he'll, always, always he'll run up to you he'll run up to you and he'll do like a he'll do like a uh, like a down forward two yeah 
and then and then you try to you try to duck it, yeah, and then you always get hit by the down forward too, yeah. So, yeah, but he, you know, you knew that he was trying to do like an electric, yeah. Um, so anyway, that's how I started, and um, the at the time I would mainly used to play this guy who would always be there when I go, and we used to say hi. Yeah. By, by the way, that's Jamie. We didn't even know our names till much later. Yeah. We just said hi and we just... He did mention yeah. in, his, in the podcast that he was on that uh, you guys didn't really talk much. Yeah, we just anything. met and said, hey, and then started playing. Um, there was also this... I don't remember his name either, but there was a guy who used to play Paul and yeah. Brian. Um, he played until early... Or mid-BR, I think. He, Is this? He, the guy who... I don't remember his name, but he always used to stand up and play. Maybe you remember the Oh, uh, Nightchild. Yeah, Nightchild, there we Night go. Child, Nightchild, yeah. <laughs> I don't Don't ask me why I remember all these people, but I do. I remember the f- I, I remember his face. I, I particularly remember him because there's a reason I remember this. Um, and I'm going to actually... If you, since you asked me about it, I might as well talk about it. So um, hi, how I entered the community is, I think... I'm not sure if it was Lee J or Jamie. Or, anyway, someone had said that we have this community... In mm. a website called Tekken Zaibatsu. Yeah. Yeah. And then he said, um, you're pretty good. Why don't you come join us? Mm-hmm. Now, um, if you guys know the Okun scene back from Tekken 5, there was so much like drama and hate going on <laughs> against some certain people. Um, you guys might know. Or not. Yeah! Well, I wouldn't really call it hate. It, wasn't it really... was really banter. Yeah. A lot of banter. Yeah. Like shit talk. And yeah. Um, it was practically Shortland Street. Yeah, it's a lot of it's especially against the guys who yeah. were not in the community, like BG was including BG me, <laughs> and um, yeah. So, so so you guys, some guys, you guys are already in the um in the community. You guys are um, chatting on Saibatsu and whatsoever. So, and I was told uh, you should you should come and join us, and I, I was like okay, and then I didn't for a while. And I was just curious one day because um, I'm I was I already I kind of like to the I was at the point where I started want really want to talk with the people I played. Mm-hmm. Um, I knew some people already hate me so much because um, back when I first started playing, grabbing in New Zealand was like a prohibited thing. No one used to grab anyone using a grab. I guess that like there's a lot of mentality like um, because it's hard to break. It's hard to break, and it does so much damage. Yeah. So no one was grabbing, and then I came along, and all I was doing was grabbing them. (laughs) You're also doing a lot of backdash, and um, that was in Tekken Six. I had no movement in Tekken Five. I don't in DR. I didn't either. So uh, one day, this was back in Tekken Five. It was, was, um, no, it was after. It was in DR. Maybe I, I actually don't even remember now. Anyway, um, I was told this, and later I was just like, I just felt like uh, maybe I should really start talking to people. This, these, Mm -hmm. I know they're nice guys. If I talk to them, because I've talked to some of you already before, and um, it was, it's like, it's not like you guys like hated everyone, right? So I say one day I just said decided that. Okay, let's go to the Zaibatsu website and find New Zealand. Mm-hmm. So somehow I met, like, I took a while and then just went through the website and found the matchmaking for Australia, New Zealand. Found the New Zealand post, and voila! I've, I saw it and I was reading backwards, like seeing what you guys are talking about. Yeah. And I always see all this like shit talk about like, oh, it's that guy played a game. It's like, and it's clearly me. And then, um, 
he's also talking about BG and giving names. Um, and what like chessboard hat guy? Yeah, the BG. It was BG. Oh, and you were what? You were a CEO? I think you were CEO at one point. Ah, uh, that's I'm not sure when that was, but yeah, you were CEO. You were Jelly Fang. Well, yeah. that was your card name, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, Jelly Fang was my card name. And um, the reason I remember Night Child so well is because to when I talked to him, like it when I play games and mm. I was, because he was one of my first guys I played in Tekken Tag 1 machine yeah. and we used to be friendly well mm. I thought I, it was and um, on the same day I um, went to the website before I went to I had I had like I said hi and I went, had a sh- mm-hmm. short chat and then later you go there and you find out that <laughs> he's like one of the guys like one of the main guys doing this Really? <laughs> yeah, he was. Oh, yeah? The, um, the chessboard head thing? Yeah. Came, it was his post. I'm gonna call, let's call him, the, call this guy, this guy, this name. Oh. I, that's why I remember him so well, because a lot of the guys from the Tekken 5 era, I actually don't remember very well. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, uh, trolling is, is really new to, any, uh, to everyone. And, uh, you know, I guess that for me, uh, I used to, I, I, I can say that, I was one of the culprits of like, you know, sort of talking shit, but, um, I guess now, (laughs) I guess now, um, you know, you kind of learn from it. You sort of, you know, I'm, it's like, what, how long ago was that now? Like 12 years ago, 12 years years ago, you know, and you learn a lot. Yeah. Well, we were still still very, yeah, we were still practically kids. Yeah. So, you know, there was a lot of hate going along and a lot of trolling it just it's just really just banter and just trying to get a reaction out of things anyway so that day i like saw this i'm like i'm gonna join Zygotsu and say hi and <laughs> yeah. i did i said hey i'm the guy you guys talking about and it was, the reactions were really funny and i think that's when i really tried to talk with everyone um it, like anyone who i play mm-hmm. before i didn't i used to not talk with anyone um i used to hate losing to anyone uh, even if they were better mm-hmm just used to hate and I used, really used to hate losing um, I used to hate the fact that I can't block what they're doing mm-hmm. like I know what they're gonna do but I um, I can't do I can't react to it uh, I just used to hate it and um, I just wanted to break out of that and that's why I um, decided oh, okay might as well talk to them on Zaibatsu um, at the time I uh, BG was the same maybe you want to talk to him later about it but if you ever invi- get the chance to invite him over mm-hmm. but I used to really really hate BG Oh, I think that we all did at one point. (laughs) You're not the only one. I used to hate BG so much. (laughs) Um, I went to E-France one day. And I I saw this guy was this, I think it was Seventh Dan or something at the time. A horror player I've never seen before. He looks pretty young. um, With with a hat on. He used to always wear that hat at the time. Yeah. Yeah. Chessboard hat. (laughs) It's a, uh, what do you call it? It's it's actually, uh, okay. He was wearing that hat before it was popular. Yeah, so yeah. So it's a fedora. Yeah, it's a fedora. fedora. Yeah, it is. It is yeah. a fedora. So, you know, you'll have like all these hipsters and things like wearing fedoras, but BG wore fedoras when it wasn't even Yeah, it wasn't. Hip. It was just his style. Yeah, it's it, just him. Yeah. You don't see him wearing that fedora anymore. Yeah, what have, whatever I, happened to it? I have no idea. He just stopped wearing it. Um, maybe he should, maybe if he got famous in Tekken and he could like take that hat back out and sell it on eBay or something. Maybe, but uh, <laughs> he, it's just that he has his own, he said once that he just has this fashion style that he, he always does. But anyway, um, that I just went to Ifans and this guy's there and I play him and like, I beat him, but like, 
I really don't like how he plays. How I like so I'll beat him, but it's like I just this has this you know I don't know if you ever felt it playing someone, but this like thing in your mind like oh my god this guy plays like a dick. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, it happens to all of us. So yeah. you're not the only one. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. And I used to just hate playing him, and like I, in DR, I would hardly use, lose to um, BG at the time. But I still hated playing him. Well, because like not hated playing him, but just hated him in general. Like oh my god, this guy's like rude. And dude, man, you don't have to worry, man. You're not the only one. I can tell you this much. It's it's just how it is. Yeah, yeah. but thinking about it now, he was actually quite good in that standards where the general Auckland level was. And maybe it's because I've never seen him before, and he was so good. Maybe, uh, maybe I just didn't like the fact that he was so good. Whereas I've been so through so much for this, and you know, it's just a kid. It was a simple-minded thing uh, at the time. Okay. Well, no. Well, that's actually really interesting there. Yeah. Um, you know what's happening and everything. But before um, we get into our next questions and everything yeah i'd like to take this time just to announce that uh hey guys if you guys aren't doing anything this coming saturday uh definitely come into rambats um where we normally have this every fortnight uh it's going to be on the 16th starts at one o'clock and it will be held at the mega web internet cafe in auckland so for those that don't know who where it is it's on hobson street uh sort of near la pochetta so if you guys aren't doing anything there, just do, uh, definitely uh, check it out. And if you guys think that uh, you're really good and you guys want to just test our limits, definitely come along. It's $10 to enter. Uh, it's a double elimination bracket. So uh, you guys don't just uh, pay $10, lose, and then go home. That just doesn't work that way. Everybody gets two chances. And uh, yeah, it will be really, really good. Not to mention that on the uh, 6th to the 8th of October, uh, Southern Cross-Up will be on. That's one of, uh, that's the biggest um, tournament uh, for fighting games ever held in New Zealand. It's actually bigger than Red Zone Rumble that's happened in Christchurch uh, last month there. So uh, forever, for, for whoever wants to actually come by, um, test their limits on, um, you know, with the best players and everything, you're more than welcome to do so. Uh, also, it is, um, you know, you can bring your pad, you can bring your hitbox, you can bring your stick, you can even bring your keyboard if you want, if you can, if you, you know, if you think that playing on keyboard's good. So, yeah, definitely um, check it out, enter, see what you got. Right, getting back to questions there. And uh, for those that just tuned in, we've got uh, Cornova here, uh, one of our best New Zealand players and also a representative of the E-Blacks. So, uh, back to the uh, questions there. Um, you've actually had quite a lot of names back then. So, I would like to say that, I would like to ask, how did you get the name Abuji? You was it you? Oh, I no, didn't no, do it. No, I didn't right. say no, no, anything. No. Um, I, I was it was it Ping or was it what Chicago? It's one of those two. So um, we used to have uh, quite a lot of casual at Chicago's. Uh, yeah, I um, used to always just come around and then I used to play a few games and I'll just fall asleep. This was back in Tech Tech and Tech too, and I used to bring Savio along to, <laughs> and then there was like when I'm because I'm the one who's generally winning in it. And Sebio's there, and he's a young one. He's like, so I, I can't remember. It was one of them, and said, "Oh, you're the Abuji." 
And then they just started keep saying it. What, you're the Abuji. Yeah. So how did it actually come about though? Like, I mean, was it, it was, one night no, when it was just really random. random? It was just randomly like, oh, and maybe he was what one of them was watching a Korean drama at the time or something. But I actually don't know. Maybe I'm sure ask, it was Ping. You can ask. One Ping of them is later. a massive troll though. Yeah. And then um, they they just started calling Abuji Abuji, and then and like other people heard it out of somewhere, and then now it's like. <laughs> It's just that's amazing. I, I, I told him to stop at a certain point and just like they never. You just accepted it, and I could no because there's no point because they like even if I tell them to stop. You know, oh, if you tell them to stop, they're gonna keep doing it. Yeah, so I just like oh, whatever and just let it go and they just keep doing it. It's Abuji. Is it actually disrespectful of us calling you Abuji? Well, it's 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 in a way that um, I wouldn't say it's disrespectful. I don't think that's the right term here. It's just. It's just. It's just not PC. Yeah, it's not, not politically correct. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of weird to hear that like as a, oh, um, as a you know as a nickname Abuji. It's funny because Saint was laughing so hard on Tuesday evening about this like on and Saturday because pe- people keep calling me Abuji. Yeah, and he's like, why are you calling him Abuji? <laughs> <laughs> oh, he doesn't know the he doesn't know the um the history. Yeah, so to I be honest them, though, to yeah. be honest, New Zealand's got a really really deep history in Tekken in the Tekken scene. Yeah, it's yeah. probably not as well. It, I think that the, you know because it seems like we've got more of a community in Tekken than Street Fighter. Street Fighter has like you know a lot of arcade games back then. Yeah. I still remember going to a lot of arcades, going to a lot of um, random arcades at video stores. Um, you know, takeaways and things like that. And there's always Street Fighter. But yeah. Tekken was something that you do in town. I was never into that arcade machine thing too. I was in university, so I wouldn't have a clue. But I re- do remember when I was young, there used to be a lot of um, arcades back in... Um, like, the first time I ever went to EFAS was when I was quite young. Um, at the time when I went there, there was like, I, I think at least two other arcades in Central. Yeah. You know where Brittle Mother is? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Oh, there's so where's many. The shop, where's the where's the shop? Uh, where it's, they're rebuilding there now. Yeah. But where Dick Smith and the mall was there, mm-hmm. there used to be an arcade there. There was a huge arcade there, um, right across the road from that. Um, and and the way I think it's one of the expensive branding areas there. One of those shops used to be, or was it in a different alleyway? And one of there inside used to be a gaming store where also at plus an arcade. Oh, okay. So at the time, I think there was... And they had different games, like... Um, I think that with us, with arcades um, back then, like a long time ago, um, it was sort of like Philippines and their time zones. Yeah, just weird. like an arcade in every corner. Yeah, there was, arc- um, there was an arcade even in the shore. There's no arcade there now, but the bowling area um, used to be a huge arcade there. So it just... It, one disappeared after another, and then we just now have time zone... And time out left, but at the time. What does that say? Abuji. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> okay. So it's actually Abuji. Yeah. That's actually funny. Yeah. You know, now that it's actually live on, uh, you know, on the internet now, everybody's going to probably call you Abuji. Uh, but... No, thanks. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, thanks. I might have to change my handle to Abuji, right? Yeah, Abuji. Abu- like, it's like E-Black Abuji. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, nah, it's, yeah, definitely times have changed now. Uh, a lot of... Uh, I think that with Tekken, it used to be all arcade dominant. Yeah. Now it's More starting console. to console, like starting to become console and PC and things like that. Yeah. But yeah, uh, moving along to the next question there. I mean, there's a lot of questions that we have to ask you, really. Um, 
one of them would basically be oh i've got it right here so it's like who is your favorite tekken player and why is it zazov no we don't don't have to answer that don't answer that (laughs) (laughs) um so what kind of preparation are you planning to do for the upcoming tournament in korea um i'm actually gonna look up who's who else is entering so i found out one Mm -hmm. which is the korean rep yes just came through a reach tweet through saints because i'm following him um so i'll probably look up which characters they use and how they play and probably practice mainly against those characters rather than try to figure out how to play against everyone um i will probably need someone to help me practice against a lot of the characters but the problem is there's like there's not really an eddie player in new zealand at the moment no don't say savior because he's not what? He's Why not? not? No, he's nowhere. What about what about Penalicious? You can always get Penalicious to come around. He is. He probably plays is really different from how um, a lot of the creators. Yeah, play. yeah, it's yeah. it's really different. Okay, okay. Hmm. Okay then. So basically, it's just going to be a lot of labs for you, eh? A lot yeah, of I'll need to figure out like um, how to punish certain things, how to block against a certain mix-up, because a lot of the things I actually have no idea how to block. Um, Eddie, I know that a lot of these things can be backdashed, but um, let's as an example, is John thing because we know he's coming. Um, he has really, really good movement. I think he has one of the best movement in the Korean scene, just movement wise. Okay. And so it's really, really quick how he can just come in and go. Do you go think it could be the stick? Do you think that? No, it's not the stick. It's just go that, get a Korean um, stick. <laughs> I have one. I just don't. You use just it. don't like it, do you? I, um. It's really different, so you, you, I don't want to move away from what I'm using. I'm really happy with my current stick. So it's basically a JLF with a bat top. Yeah, so that's, I, that's what you're using, I don't I don't want to suddenly adapt to another stick when I'm when I've kind of gotten used to it now. I think that you know it's actually good that you finally you know know what equipment you're going to use. I'm still trying to figure it out. Yeah, a lot of us are actually trying to figure it out. Well, still. Um, it, it it's always it's going to be a long. Um, homework to be honest because uh if you want to really go in depth to sticks it's really really a lot of studying to do mm-hmm. um i was talking with saint about well keep coming saint up because i ended up talking with him a lot a lot of about a lot of things but he has practically almost all the sticks that you p- could probably find now and in, in the past mm-hmm. that was ever released and he's he actually he Who's said this? saint oh okay so yeah, yeah he um he said that he actually made the stick for jdcr as well the oh, one okay. he's currently using okay and then Man, you're the one that saint has it's massive yeah it's he's massive using obsidian stick. but um the inside is actually all customized by him oh, okay so it's sort of like that shall you stick that you can see right there yeah it's the outside customer and i uh, customize and the inside mm-hmm. he's changed everything inside so it's a, it's just the outside is obsidian but inside is completely different okay what do you think about your panthera i like it you like uh, it yeah it's nothing changed inside except the bulk okay. to the i can be honest with yeah. you i like the weight yeah and everything i absolutely hate the stick why because it squeaks Oh, mine used to squeak as well. Oh, but then it stopped? Yeah. Oh, okay, so it must be like an age thing. Uh, it might be because your stick is too new or you haven't used it enough. I'm not sure, but it, mine used to squeak, squeak when I bought it. For, like, it was okay in day one, and day two it started squeaking. I was like, is oh, Let me just get this, okay? So you're going to hear this. So, okay, so this is the stick here. And then if I press down on it, 
Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, oh, yours is like a little bit worse than mine. I, I didn't have this kind of squeak. My squeak was from the stick, not the um, not the stick itself. Oh, okay. No, no. Like, it's the, the actual min. enclosure, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, it's yeah, it's bad. But uh, that's no, weird so, because mine doesn't do that. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, I need to get uh, I need to get Jambo to look into that. Yeah. yeah, he's gonna have to look into it because I think his one's doing exactly the same. Yeah, uh, mine. The I think the initial ones also have a different coloring at the top. Mine's a little bit darker than yours. Yeah, I think that's the design. Yeah, it's the design. Uh, I believe um, Hani Hani Mohani. Yeah. He's got the same color as yeah. that color scheme. Speaking of which, he. he he actually recognized me and he was asking about BG when he came up to Auckland. Whereas I actually have, I don't even remember about him. <laughs> kind of sad, the sad story. <laughs> <laughs> that is so sad. <laughs> no, but I guess that, you know, it's like a fan, you know, if you have fans out there, you know, and they yeah, say... Yeah, it's the same with Sevio. Um, apparently Sevio was playing, has played BG and me. I have no idea when I played him. Is that before you sort of adopted him? When did I adopt him? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> well, when, that's when, why you're up no, with no, G. like when um, the fry was really new him. Yeah, apparently yeah. he had played us before, and I have no idea when he did. Yeah, that's the same as um, with a lot of people. Um, they basically tell me it's like, hey, I played you in the arcade. Your show is cheap. Yeah, your show is like, cheap. Cheap. <laughs> and true. then I'm like, and then I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you yeah. know, they they, they, to- they told you the truth. Yeah, I know. It's cheap. Show is cheap. Always cheap. She's getting a she's getting a nerf soon. Yeah, I hope it's a very big nerf. It's actually float, like from according to Cornwallis, it's um, it's AOP. Are uh, you the AOP sweep that yeah, she has? Yeah, yeah. It's a float now. Yeah. So well, um, funny thing is, um, Iggs actually had tweeted something for the punish, mm-hmm. and he deleted like right away. Really? Yeah. So it's, um, if you see in Discord, it's actually the tweet's still there, but if you go into it. It's, it's gone. Like, it's gone. So does that mean how to deal with that? Yeah, how to punish it. I think oh, it must okay. be pretty. The punish must be pretty big on it. If he got rid of it, mm. he didn't want other people to see. Okay. Well, guess that you know I'm not going to be using that that much. That's not coming to consoles till like twenty or something, so it's not going to affect us for the time being. But that okay. patch is going to be definitely live before IESF, so that's nice. Okay. Uh, so I guess that you can go up against. Uh, a lot of people that uses Xiaoyu. Not really many. It's just a handful of people in the world that really main her. Because it's really hard to play her. She's a really tricky character to learn. Oh, yeah. No, I can understand that. But, yeah. Let's take a look at some other ones. Oh, here's a good one. It's like, how could you have so many sons? <laughs> and who is the best son amongst them, Abuji? No comment. <laughs> you know who wrote that, right? I, uh, no, I, I don't want to... Oh, yeah, obviously. <laughs> yeah, obviously. No, I'm not going to answer that. That's a silly question. Come on, next one. Okay. Um, oh, well, this has already been answered. It's like, hi, Cornova. I'm wondering which version of the Haka will you do? I won't do any Haka, thank you. <laughs> Why not? Uh, if we have to do it when we go over there as an e-black, because I'm pretty sure I'm not the only one who's going, right? I would assume that, that there's um, there would be the LOL team, League of Legends team. And whoever, whatever games there, are, I'm pretty. Sh- I would hope that there's other people. Going. I reckon it will be pretty fun. But if they, I would if do they the, do it, I would so do the hacker. If they do it, then maybe. But other than that, not really. No, I would so do it I, for my country. Come on, man. It's not about the country. <laughs> no, man. It's it's uh, the war dance. 
It's a war dance. It's like, yeah, I know. You know, and, and this I know. is a war. It's, it's, not, yeah, it's, it's sports. Sports is not a war. It's, <laughs> it's a war to a lot of people. Yeah, well, yes, in effect. In, in a way, yes. All right. Which mountain will you will you train under in order to defeat Saint? Defeat Saint? I don't think I'll ever be playing Saint for a while, so... Or against anyone. Well... You're um, going to be training under a waterfall? You're going to be meditating? I do want to play Saint again. Yeah. And um, if he does come over again or if I see him somewhere else. Um, so, um, by then, I would have a better mental state than now about beating him. At the moment, I'm just... I've actually started playing Jack a little yesterday. Mm-hmm. Just, just to see what people do against it. Well, I just played James yesterday. I'll play someone else again. I'm with Jack for a while. I'm planning to go to Rambert's this Saturday as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I will mainly just be playing Jack purposely not to get good with Jack but just to see what people do that I can't do mm-hmm. maybe I can adapt to that I can adapt to it um, I don't think it's, I don't really think it was Jack though it's not the character it's just how he plays and he's uh, got the fundamentals down yeah, plus he's so quick at thinking just, just on to add on a little um, I'm not sure if you were going to ask later about it or not but um, when I play Tekken even when I played against Nii, or back was only practice back in Tekken Tag 2, I, I thought they were great players. They were really, really good. Nii, mm-hmm. I thought, I, I don't think I could. It's It would be very difficult to beat him. He's got a lot of fundamentals. Yeah, I thought he was, I thought he was like a machine. He's because a god. It, because <laughs> you press a jab and he will launch you as electric. Maybe he's got a programmable stick, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you get the feeling that, oh my god, this guy's really good. But I never had an issue with spacing with anyone. Mm-hmm. And when I played Saint, I, that's the, that's really the first time I ever felt when I'm playing Tekken that I have an issue with spacing, that I can't space myself. Okay. Like, that's why I became a Saint fanboy. Shout out to Saint. <laughs> And now you got to meet him, so that was. <laughs> no, no, a... I became a fanboy when I like when I met him, like oh, okay, and playing him and learned a lot. What was funny though is that on Saturday after the, you know, after this little uh, podcast that yeah, we did, yeah, and then we all went there. Wherever Saint went, everybody went. Yeah, everybody was lining up just to like you know. Well, it like, was so funny. I played him, so I and um. I wasn't so keen because he was so tired that day. Hmm. I actually told him we can go back, but he got he actually stayed for you guys. Oh man, he is such a good guy. Yeah, eh? he is so. He was really really tired. He's an MVP man. I yeah. I respect that. Just That's as a one person, thing that I not respect. a player, but yeah. as a person, Saint's a really nice person. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, Saint is nice. I mean, I'm pretty sure they're all nice. This podcast becoming all about Saint. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no right. Um, nah, I mean. You even have someone like, um, you even have someone like Sodam, who's actually a little cocky. Yeah. But, but you know, he, he's one heck of a personal, uh, personality. Yeah. He is definitely a personality. But yeah, no, that's... Yeah, Saint Shaker. Yeah, Shaker. Saint Shaker, yeah. I know, right? Um, yeah, well, just, anyway, um, yeah. No, so, um, no, this is all interesting there. Um, there's another one here, which... I believe you have already answered, but um, just thought that I'd ask it again. Did you feel the big pressure when you were up against Saint, and did you fall into his pacing instead of bringing your own? Yeah, well, yes. Yes, that's definitely a yes. Um, I've completely fell into his pace because, one, um, he already knows how I play. 
So he when during TWP and we had short casuals on Sunday, mm-hmm. and I think that was really stupid. Thinking about it now, it's it wasn't a very good thing to do. What you every, playing everyone, casuals? Yeah, we did. Um, me, the guy who was, who was staying in hotel, me, Ajit, um, Kill, Jamie mm-hmm. had a couple of games with him. I think that was really stupid to do. Because by that um, he was, we were, I was not playing main. Mm-hmm. My mains on purposely. I was, I was not playing Shaheen. I was not playing Kazumi. Was Jamie playing Law against them? He was playing. I think he did, but Sha- um, Saint never played his main. Jack. Mm-hmm. He played his um, secondaries, which is with Stevelgen, uh Dragonoff, Eddie, Eddie characters like this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And w- all the other three were playing the main. Then basically, he had all the downloads by then. He finished it. Hmm. So you think that he was all ready to go on Monday? Yeah, and on Monday all you needed was, oh, okay, so I'm right. Let's just play like this and sweet. And then we're good. Yeah. Um, he said it many times, but it comes from inexperience playing other um, top-level players. So it's really hard to change timings of the moves you use because you know um, how you've been using it works with everyone else. So um, you're, you have muscle memories. You just end up doing the same thing, which didn't work, and you do it because it worked before against other people. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And this is not fixable in one day, unless yeah. you already have experience of adapting really quickly. If you've been to a lot of tournaments and you played a lot of different people, um, then you learn how to adapt quickly to other players. So when I was playing Saint on Monday, he was I changed I managed to change my timing a couple of times. Yeah, and. That's the times when I managed to take a round off or reduce his life down a little bit more than yeah. before. But Sometimes you sort of you sort of see it like and and people like I mean when I'm online, like I actually see when I'm playing against someone who's really good, such as Adam or Boy Lover. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, when I was playing him with Xiao Yu and he was using Jin, yeah, you can actually see that you know he's got different. Uh, yeah, he changes his style every round. Yeah. So you're sort of like okay, he's got his back dashing going now. Okay, okay, well, he's, like, full-on attack now. Okay, well, he's going to be sidestepping yeah. and stuff like so that. He, he, um, so, whatever you do, it's really important in a tournament setting, especially to continuously adapt to the other player and see what they're doing and react to what they're doing. Yeah, yeah. And you also change your style so that they can't adapt to you. And in New Zealand, um, it's not because of the player base is small or anything like that it's because we've only played ourselves mm-hmm. um, and maybe a few Australian guys yeah a lot Here's of a the question pe- from me though like uh, speaking of which um, what you just said this is sort of just to add on to it um, so what makes let's say um, players in the likes of Korea South Korea uh, different to people like let's say in New Zealand or even other people like in Australia compared to New Zealand because Yes, I know that we're, our community is quite small, but if we go overseas, like let's say to Korea or even to Japan, a lot of us are going to get bodied. Um. So it, I'm not sure which level. Anything that you could actually like, you know, sort of tell um everyone. Well, the main difference between I'm not sure about Australia because mm-hmm. um I only know a handful of people there mm-hmm. who I played online with, but um. The main difference between a country where which has a higher level is because 
Um, they uh, one thing really matters because one Korea and Japan is a high le- lot of high level players there, right? A lot more as a well. A lot more. Um, in quantity, a bigger base of different characters, different mm-hmm. styles, and also they, at, well, not much as now. The labbing is not much as before, but before they used to lab everything. So, for instance, certain moves like strings. For instance, like back one two, Dragonos back one two, the minus frames on that, the minus frames on um, Dragonos back one two is actually different if you only block the second hit. Mm-hmm. Whereas, for everyone here, they would only punish it with what they know for blocking both two hit strings. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's bigger. No one knows mm-hmm. exactly. No one exactly knows. So, <clears throat> high like people like Saint will lab this and they would actually know, mm-hmm. or they would have looked it up. And they would have tested the punishes and everything. Right. So that makes a big difference. They practice it and they do... Instead of just playing the game, mm-hmm. they've actually studied it much more in depth. So you're saying that New Zealand plays the game? They Yeah, basically that's it. So we don't go in too much depth. We go to the level where... So we sort of just scratch the surface where they actually so dived in. So I think and... the high level here... Um, people like Ajit who play Street Fighter and Jamie who... And bg and so bg doesn't do it much as now as before i don't do it as much as before but we just managed to like kind of go in but we never so back in br we never explored the whole back, thing yes yeah, like back in yeah. br we used to lab everything like mm-hmm. oh why did this happen why did they, he manage to sidestep this mm-hmm. what's the situation we used to actually go through that but nowadays we don't even have that so things like small things like that actually make a big difference so that actually accumulates mm-hmm. in the match so um what I mean by accumulates is that, for instance, I can punish one move with, let's say, Kazumi's down for 1-2. Yes. But because I don't know, I think it's a 10-frame punish, I would just do 1-1-2. Mm-hmm. The damage difference between 1-1-2 and down for 1-2 is huge. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That builds up. So let's say if I did three down for 1-2s, it would have ended the match. Yeah. But if I th- did three 1-1-2s, one he would be still alive and maybe in rage. Yeah. So um, I guess that it all comes down to situational sort of circumstances like for example um always in every game there's always a square one and square one is just you standing in front of your opponent and you guys are sort of spacing out yeah um, spacing each other out yeah and then yeah. basically whoever gets the first launcher um successfully yeah you know would get that damage output so i guess that you know it's just like okay so it's a mind game on the ground once i once i launch you then, then we get, then we get the damage. So that's where you have to maximize your damage. Yeah. So and and also, you know, see how far you are on the wall, right? Yeah. From the wall. So I think that's just the surface. So mm. and then the mind game comes and everything. I'm not. I'm where not do talk- you huh? think? Where do you think the the main um, play of Tekken is? Is it on the ground? Is it sort of? In- it's. I believe that Tekken is all about movement and punishing. I don't. Mm-hmm. I and and it's this. about like sort of knowing your opponent, right? And, or the character and yeah so Tekken um, to a fire extent is actually a learning game I think a lot of the fighting games are it goes more than reaction so you actually need to know how to punish you need to know what the range is and you know you need to know how much that tracks especially in Tekken so it becomes a learning game uh, the reason that Tekken Tech 2 was such a difficult game mm-hmm. is because uh, it had different situations on which side you're on as well as there were so many characters to learn punishes for. Mm-hmm. Right. 
and so certain characters had better sidestep. So let's say on minus seven, this character can't sidestep to dodge a move. But characters maybe like, for instance, um, it's just an example, by the way, just talking very generally, like characters like Lily, Nina, Elisa could sidestep it. Mm -hmm. So if you don't know this, they will just sidestep and launch all the time. Mm -hmm. So um, it's the same as the, the current one. FR, whereas FR is a little bit more balanced in that wise because the movement is not so big of a difference that between the characters, unless you're like Jack, Gigas, who is so big and can't really sidestep anything. Or Kuma. Kuma, yeah. yeah. But also Kuma can sidestep certain situations as well. His hitbox is pretty weird though. Yeah. It, I think it, he's got one of the weirdest hitboxes. But it's the same as Jack. So um, you need to know those situations where if I press this button, at which would normally maybe block against this they would have to block in this situation some characters will be able to dodge and hit you mm -hmm. and without labbing things like this or without the matchup experience with that character or if you've ever never experienced it before you won't know whereas people like the high level players in korea and japan they play each other a lot at high level and they know they've experienced enough so they know okay i shouldn't do this mm -hmm. oh, okay maybe i can delay and do this and i can punish what they're trying to do yeah, yeah. so it becomes a more complicated game Whereas over here, um, a lot of the players don't go that far. They will just say, okay, this move will track to this way. Oh, why are you pushing buttons? You're a minus. Mm. But they don't really get the mind game. Why, why am I pressing minus? Why am I pressing back when I'm like minus three or four? It's because you're going to you, gonna press a big button. Then I, the jabs kind of counter it. Or you're going to move around and I'm going to jab back. Mm. And then you test them doing it. Test what their reaction is. And then if they react properly, you stop doing it and try something else. And it just goes, this yeah, goes back and forth. It's definitely, um, you know, something that, you know, it's, this is what you've just explained, you know, sort of, you know, is very, very sort of clear, um, you know, as to how to play the game and things like that. Because a lot of people, what they do is they just go in and they start gun blazing and yeah. that's so it. So if you don't understand this mind game, um, you're, you'll be stuck at a certain level for a long time because you'll never understand why they're hitting back. It could be because they're, lo they're not good as you. Yep. and they're just pushing buttons mm. or are they really actually better than you or on your level and actually they're testing you to push buttons so it's it's all about this mind games after the movement the mind games um the punishing and everything it's it's quite difficult if you go a little bit further down it's much more it's quite easy to get into but once you start learning it it's, it becomes a quite a headache and um since this is a this is saint shakers just add, adding on to monday I think a lot of guys would be like are pretty curious what happened on Monday evening against Saint. It's the same thing. Um, it's basically I know what he's doing and he knows what I'm doing. And I know he's going to do this. So I have to go the other way. But he already read me and went to the other way. And then that's where it, I'm going backwards only because I can't go forward because of his two jab. I, can't, I have no way of going through that because if I try to do something, he always somehow manages to read it and does back to uh, sorry four two with him which is mm -hmm. a counter which guarantees a four 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 yeah or if i try to duck it duck something he'll always try to land a four four one and that has a uh, just frame damage which also has a okay situation afterwards yeah so um the, the that's the mind game really the skill gap i wouldn't say is something huge between you and it, yeah it's not the skill gap it comes from that actually comes from the experience that okay so this guy like saint knows okay corner over 
he plays like this. I've experienced it once. Okay, who played like this before? Oh, okay. So you're sorry. saying that he sort of takes advantage of his opponent's habits. Yeah, because he's experienced it somewhere before, mm. offline mm. or an attorney. That's what he said in the interview as well. Someone that plays like him offline. Mm-hmm. So he's experienced this before, and it would be someone who probably does it better than me, mm-hmm. or he's experienced it enough so he knows what to do if I play like this. Yeah. And in New Zealand, we don't have that experience. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I say that's that's a fair yeah. call. It's not about the level. I it, um I wouldn't say it's the player level. It's more of um, have you been through that? And because a lot of the play styles in Australia mm. and in New Zealand are really linear. I would sort of disagree with that on Australia because of how many people. Play. It's it's not about the pe- number of people playing. It's because they're always stuck to how they play. Mm. And this is something it's really hard to get out of. So it's just you saying that it's bad habits that you cannot. Really I wouldn't shake. say it's it's not really bad habits. It's just that um, that it's it's they're on basically they're on the same line with us in that wise. That um, yeah, well, Australia gets more internationals than us, so they're in a more lucky way that, and they had also Gypsy from Korea mm. for a long time there. So that was back in that was the ticket six days. Yeah, BR days. Yeah, so yeah. they're a little bit luckier than us in that wise, because Gypsy is world level, world class level. Yeah. Um. He was re- he basically taught them how to play high level Tekken. Right, right. Um, Gypsy is one of the best. He team. also he also dumped a whole bunch of cards on the community. Like he just said, "Here, take all these cards. Yeah. I don't need them." I, I saw them. I actually witnessed because I I think that I was in. Uh, Sydney yeah um, and they were like saying oh yeah yeah this guy came and he was amazing and yeah. he taught us how to play and I think uh, Mario the guy that plays King yeah yeah, yeah he's MMT. really good yeah he's he was really I don't, good he's, he's quit now oh is he no longer he, playing he's not playing okay okay that's yeah that's strange his but... last tournament was the world tourney back in Tekken Tag 2 that was when BG was yeah was that's sent the, over, yeah right? that's the one I didn't enter um, I always joke saying if um you only went because I didn't enter, <laughs> in a in a in a sense that's actually not, I'm not joking about it because I was much better than BG at Tekken Tag Two at the time. Oh uh, okay. And I didn't enter because of my work. I think that the only time that BG actually had the upper hand was Tekken Six BR. BR and he did beat um, you a lot. In BR and Vanilla, uh, it was up and down. So, um, most of the time I had a hand in BG and Vanilla as well. So yeah, I, I would say during B, BR probably is probably the only time I really couldn't beat him consistently. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Well, basically, uh, yeah. There's another question on here. Uh, let me just see. Here we go. Um. This is actually one of the last ones now. Uh, how does yeah, how, how do you feel playing someone like Saint and what needs to be done mostly for, you know, mostly for you, um, you know, but can be for the community, um, you know, to, just to beat a caliber of that kind of player? For me or as a community? As a community. So obviously you did, you did cover some of it saying that some of the mentality that we have, we need to sort of change it up a little bit. You yeah, know, if you want to get better than what you're you need now. to start you know sort of yeah. analyzing the things that you know that, that your opponent would do and yeah. sort of how you're going to react to it right mm. so that's one of the biggest things i learned when i was when saint was here and um and that's one of the reasons i got that mental block oh yeah 
is because um, he's already been through this. And this is what this is how he got so good quickly. Although he was already good, he got even better. And how JDCI and Saints is practically wrecking everyone around the world. And then I learned when he was talking here and then about this mentality thing and it really helps. Um, but it's, a, it's really that um, it's really to the point where if you guys how good you guys want to get do you want do, are you satisfied with your level right now are you um, do you want to get better at what you're doing like how you play um, it's only really up to the players themselves it's, it can't be through a community because sooner or later one person will get better but um, if you play a lot with the people around your level and then one person levels up someone can chase mm -hmm. at the moment I don't think anyone can chase me at the moment to be honest like mm -hmm. I, I think about two weeks ago I was around um, the same level as Blackout BG but I think over the LPL periods I've actually managed to step up the level yeah that actually reminded me there um, I actually got a uh I actually got a question that was fired from DSAM, actually. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and uh, yeah, he, it was a really good one. So he said, um, you've been playing, you know, Tekken uh, at a competitive level for a long time, you know, um, you know, in New Zealand now. Um, at what point do you think that you've experienced the biggest level up, you know, uh, in your skill? I think it's now. You think it's now? Now, yeah. So it's basically playing, um, you think it's playing Tekken 7, and it was, do you think it was like playing Saint, playing against Saint? Yeah, it's, it is actually. Um, well, the other case I had was back in Tekken Tech 2, so after I played Knee and only practice, I, I jumped up a lot. <laughs> um, but, like, after I played Saint, I think I managed to jump up just as much. Okay, so <clears throat> you say that um, you sort of... He's sort of like, and let's talk about like Dragon Ball terms. He's sort of like, you know, I guess, Beerus and your Goku. I wouldn't go that far. No, you wouldn't go that far? <laughs> well, no, it's because um, by playing people like this when you're like, because for a while I really felt like I'm stuck at a certain level. Like, I don't think I'm getting better. Although people like wouldn't agree that they would think that I got much better. But for for me personally i think i've been stuck at a certain level for a long time since and then and then right now you sort of felt that you punched through yeah mm. it was a big punch through um that feeling i had is actually gone and that's why i was so um you guys might remember from the last rambats i lost to bg really badly and winners and then and then you lost him again that's why you uh, came second yeah but in the winners um if you didn't realize i actually didn't really bother on purpose I actually went to the losers so you, you threw yeah I threw it I went to losers on purposely you shouldn't be throwing games like no, that no no I did it on purpose though the reason the whole reason I went to the Rambats on that weekend was actually because um, Jamie would know this really well I have huge tournament nerves we all know yeah it's been mentioned so many times I'm just kind of sick of it yeah kinda and sick of hearing um, it. the reason I went to the Rambats was I wanted to get that nerves I wanted that situation where i would be nervous really badly mm -hmm. and i want and i wanted to get over it and playing bg in that situation where i need to come back so much is the perfect stage because he was relatively in a good condition that day he was playing pretty well yeah um, and 
I was in a not a bad situation. I was just a little bit hungry, but <laughs> no, no, no. But um, it didn't really matter to me that day that I lose or win. Um, okay. Yeah, the, I just wanted to get it over and done with. That okay, if I manage to go through this, I know I can jump yep. up one level. Mm. And that's how I played so well um, on the final week of LPO, because I had the nerves gone, completely. I was fine. Um, my hands are shaking. Obviously, it's gonna shake sooner or later. But mm-hmm. I wasn't like nervous from the start. Yeah. Um. So things like that, you know. Um. And then from that, when you with that confidence, you go play Saint and stuff. So I was playing well then, and then you play and you learn something again. Then that thing that you always had missing when you play someone that so you uh, think that that was sort of like you know there was some inner demons that you just needed to conquer yeah yeah so yeah and And that was tournament nerves I think it's not just tournament nerves but for me it was more of a mind state how I play within the game Mm -hmm, mm because I don't really think or have a like a have a peace of mind when I play I just don't really think all I'm thinking is okay that's a punish oh I whiffed oh that's it but I don't really like I don't really have peace in mind or really I, it's really hard to describe I think it's more of the it's more of a I think it was rather than skill but more of a mind level thing mm-hmm. about the mind game thing yeah and when I got over this um, you see when I played people like Rambo right mm-hmm. um, casually not really seriously um, in a casual situation I love playing Rambo on a casual basis <laughs> he's so funny um, it's just the amount of the abundance of shit that yeah. comes out of that guy's mouth it's it, just amazing yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> yeah anyway um, like if I play Rambo right in yeah. a casual s- status where I'm um, where we're just playing casually not really trying to win the outcome would be generally 6-4 where I'm 6 and he's 4 mm-hmm. but after I went through that I knew okay I'm not gonna lose at all even on Monday evening, right? And mm-hmm. on Saturday, I played him twice, right? On yeah. Saturday, he was. I played him in winners, and I played him in grand finals, and I knew I'm not gonna lose. Like I picked law because they asked to put up a show. A little, mm-hmm. so I picked law on purpose because just to play for fun. But then, and when I was about to be reset, I just picked Grand Dragon off so I can just end it. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, maybe you guys will have that situation where you're like stuck, and you probably just need that situation to come to you where it just gives you a fresh mind after going through it. <laughs> sandbagging from NCA. <laughs> yeah, well, I guess that is sandbagging in, in a, a way. Yeah, well, in a way that I did sandbag the first game. I um, first game and like first winners finals in Rambets. That is true. I did sandbag. I played as a casuals and BG yeah! playing like a tournament. So that's the difference. Yeah, well, I guess that's fair enough. I mean, you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Just to keep everyone happy. Yeah. But uh, yeah, no. Um, also, just the question that I want to ask. So, who's your waifu? I knew you were gonna ask this. Come on, man! I'll ask everyone this. Um, who I would say. And why? Um. Well, to be honest, there's not really a ha- there's only only a few You're, female characters. You in gotta no, out. you gotta understand though. Like this isn't like real life. I mean, it's not like they have to like you back. <laughs> or yeah, anything. of course. So, <laughs> um, I think it's Nina. Nina. Yeah. Damn. You know you and. I believe it's it's you and Ajith that said Nina now. So, 
No, because Nina was always my favorite um, Tekken female character. She's OG. It's <laughs> she is OG though. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's just that's um, in she's like fifty years old. Oh, she doesn't look fifty. Years. She okay. was like you know frozen and okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she's a mom, but <laughs> okay. No, no, I think she's a very attractive female character compared to the other lot. Hmm. Okay. Oh, that's interesting. Very interesting. Mm. I actually thought that you would actually say someone like. I don't know, Kazumi. Nah, I don't think Kazumi is like as a waifu material is. Yeah, well, in a way, she's pretty yandere, man. She'll probably kill you in your sleep (laughs) or something, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I always say it's a joke. Um, the grandma is the best. Grandma's the best because Kazumi is a grandma. Not to mention your Heihachi though. Oh, it's yeah. Well, you've had this, like, you know, we, we've actually joked about this, where, you know, where you and Heihachi... Come on, come, come on, stop out that and, and, and then you have, like, you know, uh, you've got Sevilla, where's your son, and he's Kazuya, and then you've got Peter, who's, you know, Lee, he's adopted. You have yeah. Dan Banter now, who's, like, Lars, because <laughs> he's, he's half. half Korean, you know, I don't know. He's half, yeah. Yeah, no, but uh, it's been great, um... Yeah, it's definitely good just to have you on the show, man. It's um, I just feel that you know I just need to go through all the necessary um, you know people. Uh, another one that I definitely want to have in is definitely Rambo, but he needs a partner. Yeah, he needs Seville. He needs he well, needs Seville to drive the the. Com- well, if not the, just Seville, I think Rambo will be fine if you have um, Ping here with what, him. Chicago. Too. Yeah. No, I think that it's not as fun. As um, you know, as having Seville, because those two, those two sort of, you know, they, they kind of grow on like you know, on each other. Yeah, you know, it's they because sort of, it's because um, they fuel each other. Yeah, it's because um, the main reason. I think is, I think it's because you know Seville sort of eggs them on a lot. That that there's a reason for that. It's because the attitude that Seville has is he learned it from Rambo, and he's just fully taking it now. Mm. So there was a time where it's, um, Rambo was being overly humble, and that's where that too good, too good, too good thing came from. <laughs> uh, well, we'll save that for the uh, for for them yeah. because you know obviously they probably have, the, you know, we want to hear it from them. <laughs> uh, those two are seriously like an old couple. Yeah, they are. They they, like... they really they bicker mm. they. They yell at each other and yeah. then they they just make up at the end. Yeah, they always make up. Yeah, <laughs> like like, like with a kiss. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was a kiss, right? With a kiss. Yeah. Okay. Well, not thank you very much. Uh, so I think next week, what I'm gonna do is um, just from a lot of people saying that I should actually do a podcast for myself, and um, I'll have I'll welcome back um, Zaza Jamie uh, back on. Uh, he'll be interviewing me. But um, all those people that have a lot of questions and things like that, do let us know. Uh, I'll do my best to answer them. Uh, I may not be the best like, or, or up to the level of, you know, of Thomas and Jamie and everyone else. But, you know, uh, I'm more than happy to answer any questions, uh, any trolling questions. That's fine. But uh, no, it's definitely going to be good. So, um, just as we ride off into the sunset here and end things up, I just want to sort of just, um, rehash on what, what was, um, talked about today, uh, especially with, um, all the upcoming events. So again, 
on Saturday, um, we will be having Rambats, and that will be held in uh, Megaweb on um, in Hobson Street. So the entry is uh, $10, and it will be a double elimination. So if you feel that you have what it takes to grab that championship, definitely come by, test your, test your strength, test your limits, and everything, and definitely give uh, all the uh, other players a good run for their money. I'm pretty sure um, everyone would be welcoming, um, you know, and um, would like to welcome a lot of new faces and everything. Uh, also, next month we will be having Southern Cross Up, which is New Zealand's biggest fighting game tournament. Um, there will be a lot of games that will be happening over there Street Fighter, uh, Smash, Tekken, uh, maybe Guilty Gear, I think. Would it be? No, Guilty? I think that was Guilty Gear. Yeah, game. Guilty Gear and, and a whole bunch of games. So, yeah, if you're not doing anything that weekend, or if you want to escape for the weekend, come by. It's at the Crown Plaza Hotel. Um, entrance will be a little bit hefty, which is $60, but it's going to be an awesome event. Yeah. By the way, the uh, far as I remember, registration is closing quite soon. So if you guys want to enter, now is the time. Go ahead, do it. It'll be fun. I haven't actually registered yet. I'm still deciding you to go. You need to. I, I'm still deciding to go to Southern Cross or not, but I will definitely be at Rambats. Show up um, if you want to ask questions on Tekken. Go ahead. I'm and good. and if you feel that like, you know that you want to give uh, Thomas a good run for his money, just say, "Oh, he's nothing. I can beat him." Yeah, yeah come by. We'll have some money matches. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll support you. I'll yeah, put twenty I, bucks down I, I, I for you. I don't think I would lose in a money match, but people like. Um... Well, if you have people like you know the old uh, you know back in Tekken two days, like Tekken Tag two days, you know who who wants to challenge people who say everyone sucks, then nah, I, I'm pretty sure if it's money on the line. Um, Jamie Joe will start trying and then he'll start bodying me so I don't want him to start trying <laughs> well he has a knack for really turning things up when it's really needed yeah yeah unfortunately he didn't try hard enough this time but uh, not enough alcohol yeah maybe or yeah. not enough energy drinks yeah probably not enough fitness yeah but yeah no thank you very much for tuning in guys um, next week will be myself uh, so yeah, like I said, fire away uh, any questions and, and everything. I will be posting it up on Twitter. Follow me on Twitter. Uh, special thanks goes to uh, Virtual Bacon for having this awesome drawing. And he will be making more drawings in the future. Uh, th a special thanks for um, Drax, who will, uh, who's basically done the voiceover for my intro. Uh, he will be doing more if there's going to be more promos happening. So uh, stay tuned, guys. Have a good evening, and I'll see you guys next time. Thanks for joining.